0: Let's get us started here at the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be rocking with you guys once again on a beautiful Sunday afternoon as we are going to be going meticulously over all of the results of yesterday in and around the Big Ten, some storylines emerging, and I am very excited to get that started on top of uh, where we were right, where we were wrong, of course, some of both, some of both getting the sweating a little bit here, uh, trying to, uh, trying to hope, you know, trying to get uh, back in the rhythm of things, and uh, of course, a little bit sneak preview onto our betting show that will be released on Thursday. Excited to be rocking with you guys, as always, uh, we love the Big Ten football, folks, Focus podcast we love you guys the fans and I'm excited to jump in. So the first thing that I want to talk about a couple of storylines emerging uh that we that we've been discussing and the first one that I kind of want to go over is the Purdue Illinois game. Now for those of you who watched it may, maybe you watched it threw it on uh this was a phenomenal game. They like well, we'll just we'll just get that straight. It was a very very good game. I'm going to have some caveats here and I understand that I want to be that, uh, you know, we're covering the entirety of the Big Ten, but I always feel like uh, as a host, I need to to tell you my biases and I want to be authentic with you and I want to let you know how I truly feel about the games and I there are teams that I like more than the big Ten, less than the big Ten doesn't matter. I, you know I, but I'm going to cover I'm going to give you my honest opinion on it why I think the way it is but because we all have biases, we all have these preconceived thoughts and stuff uh, about uh, a team or, or you know coaches or whatever players, you got to be honest with it because you have to address that. And this year, I've been very, very partial to Illinois. We've talked a lot about Illinois on the podcast. Uh, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, success of people uh, talking about us uh, on Twitter and, and uh, you know, messaging us, DMing us. We're very, very grateful for the support that we get out of Illinois because we called Illinois at the beginning of the season. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they were making things interesting. And you can say they are. Uh I also am not one to complain about the referees. I, I don't like it I think it's tacky. Um, I think that when you uh, when you do that it kind of sets you up for uh, obviously criticism it's, it's the one of the lowest forms of of analysis, in my opinion, when you're when you're talking about referees, you know, oh, if that play would have gone differently, uh, you know, people get mad about one call. Obviously, there there are circumstances. The Saints Rams game a few years ago, uh, where that was a blatant pass interference. Obviously, you know that that was a big one. And then we can probably go over, you know, three or four other things. Maybe some people would say the Tuck rule, right, uh, with Tom Brady back in the in the 2000s. Of course people are going to I mean you can you can point to a lot of bad calls and, and but people get mad about calls. The one issue I had with this game is that it was about an entire drive, an entire drive. And I understand that Illinois made some dumb mistakes, but that drive, I believe it was the uh, in the, the like mid third quarter and they were going back and forth. It was 14 to 14, but that Hinged that drive hinged the entire game. There was an illegal hands to the face on Illinois, which is a 15-yard penalty. There was a hit out of bounds or a roughing the passer uh, going out of bounds, which I'm totally for because if it was Tommy DeVito, if it was uh, you know anyone, like I would have said the same thing. Don't hit him out of bounds. But that's 30 yards on top of that. Um, and then I believe there, were, um, there was a holding and then there was a, uh, a defensive pass interference. There were I remember there being four flags. I mean, I might be mixing up one of those, but there were four flags on one drive. Basically got Purdue 75 free yards and they were able to score a touchdown. Which is great. Congratulations, Purdue. But that was when it felt like the game had slipped away. I had felt that at times the refs were maddeningly inconsistent. At times uh, they they it wasn't like they were favoring one or the other because they did call 80 yards worth of penalties against Purdue. But Illinois had 121, which I thought was a little excessive. I thought that uh, I mean, aggressive teams are going to get called more. They you know they talk about uh, Illinois being the the fire department, best fire department in the in the in the country. But Urbilmeus says that, so they're going to be aggressive and stuff. But that was tough to watch. And at that moment, I had turned to my brother. I said, "The game's over," and he's like, "Whatever. Illinois can make a march down, and they did, and they made it interesting. It was fun. I'm not going to argue that." And and Purdue pulled out pulled out ahead. But it's funny when you read the national you know the national headlines as they're as they're talking about these things. Um, it really that that drive hinged on it. Uh, on the entirety of the game had they not called uh you know uh, the passer the roughing the passer which i was for or had they not called the the pi that was in the back of the helmet i mean it was they were both kind of hand fighting i hate pi because it feels like they just throw the ball up and then the defensive players automatically you know at, at a disadvantage because of the rules and stuff like that those were some tough calls and i still felt like illinois got it the short end of the stick. Uh, and I was kind of disappointed. A great game, phenomenal game. Uh, and Purdue, the spoiler makers, they continue to roll in. They've got a couple games left. I mean, congratulations to Purdue uh, for making things interesting. But it was very unfortunate that uh, that happened. And, and I honestly thought, as far as the betting side, you know, if they stop, they get a couple of those stops when they were when they had them pinned back. Totally different game. Totally different outcome. Uh, Unfortunate that had to be that way, uh, but that just makes the Big Ten West just a little bit more interesting. Uh, I mean, you're looking at it, we're going to have to really deep dive because Illinois, Purdue, and Iowa and Minnesota are all tied at four and three. Uh, However, Illinois has beat Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, Purdue has lost to, uh, you know, had had beat Minnesota, had lost to Iowa. Iowa obviously losing the Illinois. I mean, this is just a complete and total cluster. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know if Illinois is still like just looking on the on the apps and stuff. They're still ranked number one uh, in that. I would hope uh, they. I don't think Illinois wins this next weekend, which would put them to uh, four and four on the Big Ten season. So that might, I mean, that might come into play. I don't know how they do it. uh, Because I know some conferences, I know it's gone back and forth, like the Pac-12 just has brand new rules. If If it counts, you know, uh, if it was going to the other side of the conference, or if it was just straight up against the other six teams that you're playing against, I don't know how that's going to work, so I'm going to do a little bit of research, and we're going to go over that on Thursday, but right now it says Illinois is 1, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks, I mean, Illinois uh, definitely shouldn't put a damper on the season, I don't think they win I don't think they beat Michigan, Michigan's playing phenomenal uh, and then Northwestern, I think they win, so I think go 8-4, and four, even though I thought they were going to go 9-3, and three, I thought they'd beat Purdue 9-3 uh, and three was kind of where I was at with them, but But, uh, you know, I still think it's a phenomenal season, uh, a turnaround and, and trending in the right direction. People don't realize that how hard it is when you get down uh, to get recor- to get recruits. It's it's hard when you're you're not a good team uh, to get transfer portal kids. Very very difficult when you're not a good team. So it'd be interesting to see as as we kind of roll forward uh, what it's going to be looking like uh, for the Fighting Illini and for the Boilermakers. I mean we we said that I thought it was going to be between them and Illinois uh, at the very beginning. So. Kind of, kind of interesting to see what, what's going on with those. The other game that I really wanted to touch on briefly, uh, I guess it's not so much a game as much as it was just a master class, and that is that is Michigan uh, taking on Nebraska. Michigan just looked so smooth. I mean, just they've just been crisp. They've, they've been buttoned up. Uh, when you look at their schedule, you're, you're kind of looking around. Yeah, they were close against Michigan State for a little bit. They were kind of close against Rutgers for a little bit kind of for Penn State, they just play phenomenal second-half football. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the adjustments that are being made at halftime. I don't know if it's Harbaugh. I, I don't know what is going on in that locker room, but they play very, very good that second half. They come out of the locker room. They're inspired. They play downhill. They play hard. and It is so much fun to watch. Uh I think this next week against Illinois is going to be a test. I think that that Michigan wins. Uh, I think they take care of business at the at the big house as long as they're not, you know, poking their head around the corner. Which I don't think this team will. This team is is a very good team. They play good fundamental football and it is so much fun to watch. Uh, them and Ohio State. These honestly are the two best teams that I have seen. Georgia's great, boring but great. They're good. Tennessee's RRI defense is a little suspect. Uh, TCU is a very interesting team uh, as far as their defense. They kind of showed out against Texas, but we're kind of barreling towards a very interesting college football playoff, and hopefully uh, the arguments continue to rise about the expansion of that uh, just because uh, you would hate if, uh, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, we still want the game, we still want that rivalry. And this year will honestly mean more because, you know, you're essentially playing a playoff game then. But uh, for the loser on the, you know, the outside looking in, these are two of the best teams. I I could argue that um, Ohio State's 1A, Michigan's 1B, and Michigan's 1A, 1B. Ohio State's 1B. These are the two best teams. I think they're better than Georgia. I really, really do. I don't think Georgia has seen a defense or offense like either one of these teams, Ohio State and Michigan. Very buttoned up. Very, very good. I'm so excited for just in a couple weeks time, the game that will be on uh, between Ohio State and Michigan should be so much fun. Uh, Obviously got to take care of business. Both of these teams have games that could be a little scary. Uh, Obviously... Uh, Maryland uh, not as doesn't look as formidable as what they did against when they were you know healthy and and rocking and rolling there and then you've got Michigan taking on uh, Illinois which after a couple of losses again not as uh, not a formidable opponent but definitely to keep an eye on making sure that they're you know still playing good football uh, prior to the game but we are setting up for an absolute uh, amazing amazing game and I am here for it I I'm, I'm cannot wait for it to be uh, for that game it will be so much fun uh, this year on that but very impressed with both Michigan and Ohio State they looked very buttoned up I felt that each time teams the team has faced adversity they bounce back obviously ugly game against Northwestern for Ohio State and really an ugly game for Maryland against or, or uh, Michigan for against Maryland. Uh, but both teams great second half teams, and turnovers. And the story I think going in is going to be the defenses and if they can hold uh, the against those schemes. Very fun to watch going forward. So can't wait. Should be should be a very good game coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, all right, so we'll be transitioning to right and wrong for those of you who don't uh, follow our betting podcast we release it on every Thursday Uh, we like to give out two different picks we like to give out the spread pick which is the main pick and then if people just want to go on and pick outright winners we like to give those those winners out as well Uh, and the last couple of weeks last week I think we were even Uh, the week before we were we were just under uh, under 50% for the week this week struggled a little bit Uh, I think our reasoning again I, I I find the reasoning, as long as you can uh, explain to me why you would bet that side, I think it's good. Tough uh, tough week for us this week. Uh, we did get a couple right and obviously some wrong, so let's go through it. So where we were right, we had uh, Rutgers plus 10. Uh, We said, you know what, smash that. I thought Rutgers was going to be playing for their absolute lives. Uh, And they did, and uh, Sparty was able to prevail, which we said um, Sparty would win. We said Ohio State would win outright. We took Michigan in the points. Uh, We took Penn State to win outright and Minnesota to win outright if we were just going on to the picks. We were wrong with the spreads. So obviously in Illinois, we said that they would win by six. They obviously didn't, and then they had that, that, that uh, that outright pick loss we didn't think ohio state could cover the 40 and a half and we were so close i mean we were we were we were close. I really thought that uh, Indiana could pull it off, pull out some late late, uh, late game heroics. Uh, I didn't think Ohio State would score as much as they did. Congratulations to the Buckeyes on that. Another one that was really surprising was Penn State minus 10. I thought Maryland would keep it close. They went into College Station and just got blown out. The, they got their brakes beaten in. Uh, kind of want to get into it a little bit later probably, uh, but obviously Tunga I didn't play very good, only 50%. Uh, passing only 74 yards no touchdowns no ints so the pass game just wasn't on point and really their rush game wasn't either only 68 yards rushing a uh, tough day to be a ter- uh, terrapin and uh, penn state prevailed with that minus 10 we said that uh, we we had wisconsin we thought that they would win and all, i creeped all the way down to a pick which again i would have been on wisconsin but uh, iowa prevailed uh, 24 to 10 It's interesting because I think, again, you're going to be talking yourself into, no, Iowa can score because they've done it the last few weeks. Kind of. I I still think there's got to be some big changes for Iowa. Uh, When they've gone up against the big dogs, they have not been impressive. And uh, we'll see what happens this week uh, against Minnesota obviously being eligible is a big a big factor so congratulations to the Hawkeyes and for Wisconsin uh, this is a game you are feeling yourselves you are feeling good beating Purdue and Maryland two good teams and then uh, you fall on the road at Iowa kind of an ugly loss hopefully you get back to it against Nebraska I think you do uh, you know to go six and five and then we'll see what happens uh, against Minnesota but uh, if this is if you're a Wisconsin fan and you're hoping to get a, a good outside hire I think you're going to get that now uh, I don't think Think the the acting or the interim coach is is who you want uh, being at the helm. Losing twenty four to ten against Iowa, uh, tough. Wisconsin's tough. Not having a not having a a coach, you know, a head coach getting getting one. Uh, but we were wrong on that one, and then we were wrong on Minnesota minus seventeen. Uh, I thought that Northwestern would keep it close. Again, I think I've I am. I am defeated. I don't know if I've won one bet for Northwestern. Oh no, we did. I think at the very beginning of the year we said Northwestern to beat uh, Nebraska at the very beginning. Uh, a Tough team to, to to predict. I thought that they would play well against Minnesota. They did not. Thirty-one to three uh, again fading into irrelevancy right now uh, not where you want to be if you're a Northwestern Wildcat but we were wrong on that looking forward to this next week again we said some really good games some really interesting lines as well uh, opening out uh, Michigan already favored by 17 against some people like to bet right out of the gate because it's Vegas instant reaction and you can find good value on that and some people like to wait until it gets closer to game time as different uh, betting companies come in and bet those uh, those numbers up or down uh, we will like- like to do it right in the middle of the week because i think you get a little bit of both you can see where that lines uh where the line movement has been and where it might be going um but going forward we should have a really good betting preview everyone's in action again this next week uh we only have two weeks left of the regular season and then we have a lot to look forward to, not only in the, uh, you know, in the on this podcast, but but going forward, uh, bowl season. We love bowl season. Can't wait to get into that. And we're going to also have the rankings being rela- released for the college football playoff. Uh, really interesting to see. You know, a snapshot into the committee's mind. I still think that Ohio State and Michigan will be uh, where they're at. I don't see them moving up, especially with Georgia. With, uh, in in my opinion, an SEC bias, uh, I don't like when 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 they get that, but they, they probably will. And then Tennessee, really, uh, in a peculiar situation as well. You know, you look at the Volunteers just to do so briefly. Uh, you know, they're behind Georgia, and we've seen this before, where they go to the championship game. Uh, you know, Georgia. Beats or if, if Georgia was to lose to LSU, what do you do with LSU? Uh, obviously, LSU has the kind of the inside track. They've got uh, UAB uh, and Texas A&M coming up, so. I don't know. I think they've. I believe that now they've they've clinched the uh, the the West because they do have the head to head over uh, Alabama and Ole Miss. So I mean, interesting to see what Georgia does with LSU in that championship game. Uh, but it you know kind of precludes Alabama from entering. Uh, but Georgia and Tennessee will definitely be in the mix, and then of course and and TCU, which we'll see if TCU will will get a nod being undefeated. Oregon, uh, UCLA losing yesterday. I do believe that UCLA and and USC still have to play I believe that's coming up fairly quick Um, that's next week that's next week so uh, uh, in the Rose Bowl at UCLA is where where USC is going to be playing then they had to take on Notre Dame so I know USC is kind of hanging around as a one loss uh, to maybe make an argument uh, against uh, you know a Tennessee but Tennessee has arguably the, the best loss and then Michigan Ohio State will have the the second best loss. Uh, USC did used to the University of Utah, so I think that they'll be in the mix, but I don't think, I think we're kind of, sh- you know, shortening that window, getting smaller and smaller. I think it's really going to be coming down to uh, where ten- where you put Tennessee, where you put Ohio State, where you put Michigan, and where you put TCU. Uh, unfortunately, I-, I do think that they're only going to put one Big Ten team in. They'll have, if TCU's undefeated, they'll get in, and then Tennessee, uh, the-, the committee will talk themselves into two SEC teams, even though I think, again, Ohio State and Michigan are the two best teams in the Nation. Anyway, that's kind of, uh, we'll be kind of going over that. Uh, and then we're going to do our, uh, our anger meter the beginning of next uh, the next podcast I want to talk about how angry fans should be uh, maybe with administration we'll probably break it down into three different levels administration coaching and play on the field and uh, because I think that's kind of the the three uh, you should be uh, you know scale of one to five so be ready for that be listening for that Uh, we'll probably be going over one side of the conference and then then the other side of the conference next time that should be a lot of fun I'm excited for that little segment so we'll uh, continue to do that and then if you guys uh, want to submit any questions to us? Uh, be sure to do those so through Twitter at Big Ten Pod. Uh, follow us and, and interact with us uh, interact with us through Twitter. It's a ton of fun. We love it. Uh, and continue to support the podcast. Again, you guys have done an amazing job out there in Illinois in uh, michigan in ohio and indiana we're getting a lot a lot of uh, downloads a lot of support there we want to continue to grow we want to continue to uh you know make you guys think as we go through the the entirety of the big 10 football season and uh you know we love you guys and we appreciate everything so uh be sure to look for that uh podcast on thursday until next time or i guess until thursday we'll see ya